0: What up? What up? Can you hear me, Professor Abstract?
1: I can. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, sir. How you doing uh, out there? good. There we go.
1: I had to go through a whole deal here to get this going. So, am I okay Hello. with you? Loud enough?
0: Yes, sir. It's good to hear. You. Good to hear your voice. Good to have you on the Real Talk with AJ Podcast. I think going out there in, in Orinda?
1: Uh, still here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How was your uh, trip to, uh, what would you go back to Michigan, right?
1: My kid uh, graduated and then she went off to Rome and then she uh,
0: called us and she's getting married. Oh, congratulations. Did he yeah. ask for your, did he ask for your daughter's hand in marriage? Or? Did he? No. Oh,
1: okay. I'll, you know, <laughs>
0: she <laughs> actually
1: asked him and then he asked her and they said yes and pretty amazing.
0: Oh, wow. Is yeah. it a date set?
1: Uh, no, I don't think, not yet. I think they're going to do next summer, a year, a year from now. okay. Or maybe, yeah, I think it's a year away. She's in
0: Rome. I'm sorry about it.
1: Yeah, she graduated. They went to Rome, you know, to, and to take a break from life. So.
0: Oh, yeah. Good, good to be on. Are they in Rome right now?
1: Uh, they're still there, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm watching the, the Rome tennis open, the international event they have an overrun big big tennis event huh. for the for the men's and women's. So maybe she's out partaking in that or just walking around seeing the sights.
1: Uh, I don't know what, sorry, I'm a little distracted. I was supposed to get a delivery, it didn't show up. So anyway.
0: Uh, don't worry about it. Someone's gonna steal it anyway. Yeah, no shit.
1: <laughs> I mean no I mean, what do you say on radio? No kidding. Here we go.
0: <laughs> No, nah, this 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 is the real talk podcast. Oh, real talk don't we don't we don't hold back for the censorship
1: yeah, there you go
0: so a couple things I wanna chop it up with you uh, a little little life politics. and we'll wrap it up with some sports, but uh, I want to know what what's your take on that uh, event that's going on in New York City with the with the subway the former marine killing the, the homeless guy there.
1: You know it was one more thing I couldn't follow, Tony. It was just too depressing to think about
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know I just uh there's so much going on right now with murders and it's uh Trump going on c n n and being cheered with it by the audience <laughs> and, I mean, we're living in a alternate universe it's uh luckily, I'm old. It's not gonna be my problem anymore.
0: <laughs> nah, you, you got a whole lot of living to do. But uh, yeah, before but we it's... get to D, before we get to DT, my my, my thoughts on that is uh, uh, anytime you want to make a, a citizen's arrest or take vigi- vigilantism in your own hands, uh, I think you have to be careful and, and cognizant of the consequences. Um, I, I didn't have any any issue with them trying to. Uh, de-escalate the situation. My my issue is that with the chokehold, yeah, definitely a, that that's a deadly maneuver. Once um, right. once you put somebody in a chokehold, you're no longer trying to subdue them to the point where you want them to remain conscious. I mean that you, you can put them unconscious, but as as we found out, it, it leads to death.
1: Oh, and it's awful. The kid was schizophrenic or something mm-hmm. I mean it's just you know it's just we're we're a very frayed place right and everybody is there's just there's so many hair triggers going on mm-hmm. you know kids going up driveways by accident and getting shot mm-hmm. I mean it's uh it's endless right now and there's there's no end in sight with the Republic they just Virginia just their court, uh, struck down a law that was going to limit the sale of guns to eighteen to twenty year olds. Yeah, I saw that. And they struck that down. I mean, they're trying to pass bills now to add armed guards to every school. That's the solution to guns: is more guns.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, so I don't. It's.
0: But but getting back to the to the Jordan Neely. Yeah. Today, and I had a discussion with some guys the other day at the gym, and now I and and my main point was, like, if it was four or three or four of them trying to de-escalate the situation, why was a chokehold necessary? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's ways you can, you know, put someone in a bear hug or a straight-arm bar. These are all maneuvers that I learned while in the military, hand-to-hand combatives or things of that nature where you don't have to go for a deadly maneuver, which could cause death. I think it's... I think it's a systemic issue like with our police. I think our police seek to escalate the situations before they try to de-escalate them. And when you take justice in your own hands and you feel like you're on the right, then that's where stuff starts to get convoluted.
1: That just reminds me, we were driving towards the tunnel, Caldecott the other day, Saturday, Friday, and this car just cuts right in front of us goes off into the other bore. We almost, Helen was driving, slammed on the brake. And then cops go whizzing by like 90 miles an hour through the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And she just started crying in the tunnel because she just had that accident. You know? And I just don't know what the protocol is for them in these car chases. Because they clearly caused this issue by chasing the guy at high speed. Right. You know, it's ins- you know the the macho thing is just—it's so out of control, just so out of control. So.
0: You know. Yeah, I know the guy turned himself in. Uh, what's his name, Mister Penny? Think, oh, that guy. Yeah, he yeah, tra- yeah. For uh, what I got, a second degree manslaughter, and right. uh, we'll see if they're going to take it to a grand jury and um, and go from there. It's just like I said, it just. And I agree with you. It's, it's depressing on some note. I just feel like we have to figure out ways to resolve issues at the lowest level possible. If there's going to be required any type of physical force, then then obviously, as I was trained in the Army, you have rules of engagement. You know, right, you work, exactly. You, you work your way up to the most deadliest use of force to gain control of the situation and yeah it's easy to Monday morning quarterback or be a couch potato and say yeah he could have did this yeah he could have did that I just know from experience and living anytime you go around anybody's neck or any type of sensitive area the temple on the foot or the brain area uh, that that only leads to to the end of life mm-hmm. and, I, and I just and I just kind of felt like Boy, I wish they could have just subdued him and de-escalated him in, 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 in another manner.
1: They could have.
0: You know, versus then putting the guy in a chokehold. Too um, many
1: kung fu movies.
0: Well, the guy's, are, the guys are a trained Marine, former Marine. Oh, he
1: was? Oh, yeah, the guy. The guy oh, jeez.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, he knew what he was doing. I mean, uh, and, and like I said, when you put somebody in a chokehold, you're trained to do that and you know the consequences of that maneuver that just amplifies the the, the anticipated results of that chokehold i know when we were training in the army when we started learning combatives way back in 2005 (laughs) we were never allowed to use a chokehold even in training Hmm. you know only the instructors would demonstrate it right but uh you know we mainly like i said we we, we stuck the straight arm bars or trying to get the, trying to gain the dominant position and the uh, leg bars, but the chokehold was definitely taboo.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to use sarcasm.) <laughs> there were two guys. I was in Boston, and it was during the NBA Finals, and mm-hmm. these two guys were drunk and fighting in the street. so I, I said, "Go Lakers." <laughs> and they both stopped. And I said, "Go ahead, beat the hell out of each other. That's what you do in Boston." And They didn't know what to do. <laughs> <They guessed both. laughs> but I stopped them from beating the hell out of each other. So,
0: hey, you, you were the great mediator negotiator. Yes, man. that's me. <laughs> you just you just didn't know about it at the time. You, yeah, it, it, it was something that was your calling. And, that's
1: uh, my calling.
0: Yeah, something I, I'm still trying to figure out at the ripe old age of fifty
1: three. Yeah, well it started in a bar. We wanted like a middle manager's bar. You know, mm-hmm. guys in the blue shirts and ties. Uh-huh. And watching Lakers and and Celtics. It was the last game.
0: Uh huh.
1: And Robert Parrish was having a really bad first half. Mm-hmm. And these guys are yelling you, F and N at the screen. Mm. And then the second half, he started playing well. And it was, go, Robert. So it's, <laughs> at some point, the Lakers did some great play. And they go, go, Lakers.
0: <laughs> and they all looked
1: at me. And then after the game, the Lakers lost it. And these couple drunks came up to me and said, eh, what do you think of your Lakers now? So I said, well, as we say in L.A., this year, the NBA Finals, next week, the Coasters <laughs> you know, it's like you guys, and I said, you guys really take this seriously, don't you? I mean, like this really means a lot to you, huh? And they were just, my friend was like, can you cut it out? <laughs> but it's like,
0: so, so how long, how long did you live up in the Boston area? Oh, no, I, I didn't think. live;
1: I was just there.
0: Oh, you were just that, yeah. And, and so, how long were you there? Because I've been there briefly myself.
1: Uh, I don't remember. It was it no, was in the it was in the eighties. It was when the Lakers were
0: playing. It was Magic Johnson years. Oh, okay.
1: You know, it was before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> when there were real ball players in the NBA, not the little milk toasts we have today. You know. <laughs>
0: well, we're definitely going to definitely going to jump into some uh, NBA here. On, on this on this episode, but what I, what I want to get is your is your take on this something that's near and dear to you, proximity wise, political wise. What, what's your take on these reparations I've been hearing? I, I I watched some of the 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 hearings or the town hall meetings they had out there in Oakland and San Francisco the past couple of weeks. So I just want I would just want to hear your take on this. Blacks do
1: Blackstone need reparations. They need royalties.
0: Oh, okay. They created One, a co-
1: all these british pop stars and their castles in england making it off of the blues mm-hmm. <laughs> they need to you know sell those places and give it to the black community that made fortune off of black culture now yeah you know, i think there should be right re- yeah i do think there should be reparations
0: really yeah
1: i do you built okay. a fucking country you know okay. the country was built on this 400 years the south was the wealthiest was wealthier than every country in Europe but Britain at the time, mm-hmm. during during the civil war, that's a lot of money, mm-hmm. and then you multiply that to like guys like you who happen to go off and fight in these wars, you know, and come back, and the whole, I've talked about it before, the whole the um, the great magic of the GI Bill, which didn't let blacks buy homes in white areas, mm-hmm. so it created segregation, and. Mm-hmm. And then they could build these suburbs where blacks couldn't move into. So whites developed equity and they were able to build open business, take out loans and open businesses and send their kids to colleges. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that was built into the system. It was racist at the time. It was illegal. And so now it's ready, set, go. Everybody's equal. Mm -hmm. And now the homes that were $30,000 are, you know, are half a million. Mm -hmm. And so nobody, even if you get a college degree now, you can't buy into that. And blacks don't have the equity built up because of specific Look at where we are today. You know, here I am in sunny old Orinda just through the tunnel. So Mm -hmm. there's Orinda, there's Walnut Creek, there's Lafayette. I didn't really know this area. The money here is crazy money. Mm -hmm. And you look at that and then you look at Piedmont which was created so they wouldn't have to pay taxes into Oakland. Albany was created so they wouldn't have to pay taxes into Berkeley. All the money in San Francisco and the Bay Area leaves at night and goes to Marin. It goes to Atherton. It goes to Woodside. They take all their money with And magically, the tax dollars doesn't come back to help with the homeless crisis, to help with education and building schools. Who created this system? Is it magic that these that it, people live in dire situations are not getting the help they need? Because, you know, it's their schools. It's for their kids. It's their roads. It's their social services. It's, uh, the money has segregated. it's We have a, a, a built-in, apar- it, this is economic apartheid. It was built in from the get-go after World War II. And it's not really, you know, so... How do we just tax people in Oakland to deal with the with the financial crisis? Well, you can't. It's not going to happen. So, I'm very cynical about you know all of these progressives who don't look in their own backyard. And it's 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 systemic. There's no magic. It's not magic that people in Walnut Creek don't pay into Oakland, don't help with those costs. Don't help with the services there, you know. It, it, it's there's no, uh, it's not a, a a divine right of Walnut Creek, and uh, you know suddenly you you're you're uh, you're absented any any responsibility to the greater community, and I I think blacks absolutely should get some reparations, definitely.
0: What would be the dollar amount? If you if well, would...
1: that I don't know, man. It's <laughs> beyond me. I mean, I don't yeah. think I don't think LeBron should get the money, any money. <laughs> I think he's doing pretty well, you know. I don't think Nicki Minaj should get any money, <laughs> you know. She's she's pretty cushioned from any falls.
0: Yeah, both financially and yeah,
1: uh, yeah, no kidding.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, they're doing a class on her at Berkeley. What? Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What? What planet are they on?
0: <laughs> What's the name of this?
1: I don't know. I don't even want to th- hazard a guess.
0: Has, uh, has, has Berkeley completely uh uh-huh. upside down or something? Well,
1: point? it's you couldn't you can't make this stuff up, right?
0: Wow, a class on mickey Minaj. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes, and I'm sure Megan the Stallion will make a an entrance.
0: <laughs> i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to do a, do a little research on that but uh, but it, it, it's interesting going back to the earlier point yes you said royalties versus reparations well to, to educate the audience what would be the distinct difference or oh well more, what, i mean what, would, what I, would be more efficient to pay out uh
1: i mean whites have really um uh, let's put it this way one here's one image what would the set if it weren't for jazz imagine what the saxophone would be it was a military no offense to you but it was just a military marching band instrument and that just think of just conceptually what mm-hmm. it means to have it transformed into something free and open and sensual and uh and exciting on all kinds of levels mm-hmm. so the culture the cultural frame of what was created by black community what they to hear just just on an aesthetic level forget the money first to to hear a whole new conception of what what music can be Mm -hmm. that's that's and that america it's the great it is america's great art form Mm -hmm. and it's you know but then white people take it they make money off of it all the blues musicians you know all the paul butterfield guys came from University of Chicago, not all of them, but most of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you get this... I'm just being half facetious here, but when you look at it, there's a... Scorsese did... You You wouldn't see it, because you you won't watch white people. I know you. But he, <laughs> he... He did a documentary on the Rolling Stones on a concert that they did.
0: Hey, I like the Stones, but continue.
1: Oh. <laughs> and, God, I can't remember his name now, but this black, black blues singer came out to do to Do a tune with them,
0: uh huh.
1: The difference between him and Jagger singing the blues, the big, of course, is it's it's god, I wish I could remember who it was, it's fantastic, you know. You know, except of course, Jagger's the billionaire, mm-hmm. right? So it's just, it's just what it is. I mean, you know, white people have been it, 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 it's just. So no, you're not gonna get royalties, but yeah, although there's plenty of royalties for hip hop. They're doing they're doing half times at the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, okay. <laughs> Whoopee. Yeah. <laughs> hip hop is joined you know, is just part of the corporate mass now, you know. It has been elevated. If you can call corporations elevating. So,
0: well, speaking of royalty, did you follow that case about Ed Sheeran and Marvin Gaye's family? About the, I, I,
1: you know, I just listened to one cut of the song, he didn't steal the song, that okay. was BS. Four chords, yeah. I know he should be arrested if you're just playing four chords. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Throw away the book, huh?
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Well, you know what they say plagiarism is the greatest form of flattery, therefore,
1: of yeah, as that. long as. You don't make off money off of somebody else's intellectual property. That is oh. an issue, but not I don't think in that case it was.
0: You mean like Joe Biden? No. <laughs>
1: Who's he making? <laughs> His, like, country, you mean?
0: <laughs> well, shifted topics to politics, and you brought it up earlier about the CNN. I, I'm kind of like done with CNN, and uh, I just don't understand CNN and uh, MSNBC, how they continue to give so much airtime to this guy. Um, uh,
1: MSNBC is not. MS, MSNBC is criticizing it like crazy, what they did.
0: Yeah, yeah, they really yeah they're criticizing it, but, but they're constantly talking about um, January 6th or other stuff he's doing, which is, yeah, it has its importance, don't get me wrong, but it has to be a point in time where we're going to start moving forward. I mean, if, if they're not going to bring charges like the thing with Hunter Biden or whatever, I mean, let's let's just squash it, get over it, and uh, uh, move past, but I, I was very disappointed at seeing it. To, to see they gave this guy a town hall.
1: This guy could be in the White House again. Yeah, you know.
0: And uh, so, yeah, but still, I mean, it's kind of like uh, I heard the comment made is almost like there is there is not going to be a GOP primary by by them just signaling him out and giving him his own town hall instead of putting other. Republican candidates up on the same stage. I mean, to me, I think that's where the rubber's going to meet the road. Anytime you give him unobstructed uh, airtime and unobstructed competition in debating ideology and politics, then of course he's going to dominate
1: it. It's ugly. It's yeah. just ugly. When you heard those Republicans, that they set it up with a whole Republican audience. Yeah. That was cheering him, right? It's ugly, and and no, MSNBC hasn't done that. And I do think we need to keep the. For me personally, what happened on 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 January six needs to be still in the public consciousness, and we need we need some some accountability in the courts. You know, I hope this Jack Smith is moving forward with all this stuff, mm-hmm. which it looks like he is. But I mean, <laughs> I. You know, trying to to steal an election, you know, a, a presidential election, is beyond all bounds. It's really it's it's fascism, writ large. And we've got an entire political party supporting this, and it's it's very frightening.
0: Well, yeah, I agree a thousand percent. Like I said, but on the flip side, when, when are they going to move forward and, and do something?
1: Well, we'll find out. I mean, that's why they got the special counsel. Yeah, he will either charge or not, right? He'll he'll Mm -hmm. make a finding, and when he decides to charge,
0: I mean, they got old George Santos pretty fairly quickly.
1: George, oh well, that's a different story. George is my man. (laughs) He's got me cross dressing. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm I, I broke out the high heels. I got the sequins dress. I'm I'm with George.
0: Uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, expanding your horizons. Yeah, I don't you see, you
1: see, you know? going to ban women from wearing wearing pants because it's detrimental to the little girls to look like or a man. Wearing pants. Yeah, they don't want they don't, they're going to give them pom poms at birth. You're, they're just supposed to smile and jump up and down.
0: Yeah, well, you got you got to love the South. I mean, they're still stuck in the Confederacy.
1: Oh, they are really big.
0: Therefore, not too much that comes out of that region
1: surprises
0: uh-huh. me anymore.
1: It's frightening, man. It's just really, I've had it with this stuff. I sent you a, th- a link on Rachel Maddow. You should check it out.
0: Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm gonna check it out.
1: It's on all the anti-Semites. They they just they're bringing these just lunatic anti-Semites to speak at Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. with Eric Trump, with our his acting Attorney General and Nunez and uh, Flynn, his National Security Advisor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they're off. And then she goes through <clears throat> all the shootings lately. With these guys driven by. Uh, you know, the Jews control Biden. The Jews are responsible for the Great Replacement Theory. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's astonishing. We're in a, you know, it's, it's got some, it has some elements of the 1930s. I don't think this country will go that far. But, um, you know, CPAC again is in Hungary. They were in Hungary again
0: mm-hmm.
1: with Orban. It's an international movement. It's not just local. It's just not our little country, right? And uh, so we'll see.
0: You know, we speaking about crime and corruption. Uh, we'll we'll switch it over to be fair. To what we'll, uh, about crime and corruption? We'll we'll switch it over to be fair. What's your take on this whole Hunter Biden situation? Here's another thing that just continues to drag on and just.
1: I think he made money off... I, I don't have a clue, really. I know he made money off of his father's position. But I don't think Joe took any money. I don't I think know. Joe did anything. But we'll find out. Who knows? I mean, they've been- I <laughs> highly... They have come out with nothing. They really have. Outside of the guy made coin off of being the vice president's son. You know, that's very unusual. Something... Jared Kushner would never have done.
0: <laughs> well, we all know that's the American way. I just just yeah. want to get your take and see. I mean, this is this investigation's been going on for five years now, and it's just like enough already. That's I mean, why why does it take so long in this country to do anything judiciously to to bring matters to be resolved, either through mediation or arbitration, through the court system? It just seems like certain people they'll crush you to to no end, in a rapid response, and then certain people, they just drag out investigations to the point where it's like, you know,
1: Yeah, no, it's true.
0: Are, are we doing yeah. job justifications here to...
1: Well, I think with HUD and Biden, they want to drag it out, so it's all about the election. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot more innuendo, no facts. So,
0: Do you think Biden's going to face any potent... Uh, Primary challengers, or do you see a straight?
1: I don't know. It makes me weary. I can't. I don't know how to think about it. He's, he's old, and he's gotten a lot done. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's very complicated.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to hide him in the basement this time. I think he's going to have, he's going to get out. He's going to have to get out there and be energetic and enthusiastic and uh, really roll his sleeves up and campaign. I think that's going to be a uphill battle for him, like I said, given his age. I don't want to fall into ageism. I, I just I just want him to, to to, figure out a way to run an effective campaign, one that's uh, intellectually stimulating, thought-provoking. Uh, like you said, you got to go out there and, and taunt the, the things that you accomplished during your term and uh, just not believe that good policy is good politics, and I think I shared that with you before. I think that's where the Democrats you know, suffer as a party. They believe, oh, if I pass a good bill, then that's all I got to do. No, You, know, you got to keep repeating it over and over and over, right. and over.
1: You got to put money in people's pockets and then they're yeah. happy as clams.
0: Yeah.
1: If you don't and, put money in their pockets, <laughs> no. It's and uh if,
0: And if the Democrats had a really good bulldog, they'd go out there to to help them campaign and to be um, in the forefront of of folks' minds, like you said, talk about the things that the administration accomplished for the the American people. I I, I guess I'm I'm still a little perplexed. I know these things take time to put laws and legislation in effect and to get it down the pipeline. Um, So maybe the stuff like you said, we'll, we'll see in a year or two, or maybe as early as six months.
1: It's beyond me. You know? It's just all beyond me. We're, I'm in a can't figure it out.
0: Oh, okay. So I got your I got your invitation by hell's event. Unfortunately I, I have a racquetball tournament that weekend with the Mormons out of Utah. Uh huh. But uh if I get uh is that gonna be posted somewhere online or uh
1: ah, no, no. Just live. Okay.
0: It's, just it's
1: old fashioned kind of very something old people do. You know, it's just life.
0: <laughs> well, go ahead and take a couple minutes and just tell the audience about the production. I believe you said the June 9th tenth. Just you know,
1: a quick tenth and eleventh. Um, <laughs> it's part of the. I'm directing uh, my wife, who we work together, uh, in a piece on the, uh, the environmental catastrophe called uh, "Dispatches from the Great Burning." And it's at the San Francisco International Arts Festival at the Theater Yugen in San Francisco. And she's, um, it's about her activism, working with, uh, going to Mongolia, tracking the Gobi bear. Mm-hmm. So it's just, there's only 22 of them left in the world. And um, it's a kind of, it's, it's a, it's a grizzly bear that's a third the size of a North American bear. And okay. So she talks about that. She's been involved in activism of shutting down the banks that fund the climate crisis, mm-hmm. in, including Chase, where our <laughs> wonderful Golden State Warriors play. Chase that invested more in fossil fuels after fossil fuels after the Paris Convention. Uh-huh. That's that's uh, mount caused mountaintop funded mountaintop removal in Kentucky and destroyed. People's lives led to cancers, destroyed waterways and invested in Colombia where they had oil spills that destroyed native tribes there. Chase has been about and they're, you know, and that's where our glorious heroes play in the Chase Center. And that's how it that's how capitalism works. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, good old good old Adam Smith, who we have to owe it to. But speaking of your speaking of your heroes and and, and, and warriors, there uh, let's 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 go ahead jump in head first game six tonight. Go ahead, give it to me. Break it down. What's your thoughts?
1: I'm sorry. Say that again.
0: Game six.
1: Wiggins has got this, f- this uh, injury to his ribs. Could be the end of the Warriors. It's Could really be the
0: end of the Warriors. Okay. Yeah. If he wow. can't.
1: If he can't. Guard LeBron and and shoot. Mm-hmm. It's you know he's he's a serious cog in the wheel, you know, spoke in the wheel, and uh, it's got that got me worried.
0: Well, you don't you don't think the Warriors they have a chance? Obviously, they got to throw the ball up in the air.
1: But... I don't know, man. Without Wiggins playing at the level he was playing at the last game, I just don't know. It's going to be.
0: Is he, is he probable or is he? He's,
1: uh, he's going to try to play, uh, but he's got this fracture in his ribs, coastal fracture or something.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, so, I saw that.
1: Yeah, so um, I
0: don't know. That's. Well, that is well besides Wiggins, what, what are the keys to bring it back to Chase on Sunday, you think? Uh,
1: They got to figure out how to put the ball in the basket in LA. They seem to have a real problem with that. You know, Curry doesn't shoot well there and then Clay hasn't been shooting well there. You know. Mm-hmm. The bench has to not just be the bench that mm-hmm. you know, that only plays well at home and not on the road. Mm-hmm. They they gotta figure that out. Um so that I mean, I think what they did with the pick and rolls was fantastic. You know, the way they draw Anthony Davis out and was able to create space at the rim. You know. Well, so
0: well. I still understand why does why does Kaminga keep falling out of the rotation come playoff time?
1: Uh, I think he just makes too many mistakes. If he's good, they can't afford the mis- you, you know, you can't even have a three minute period where he misses a rotation, where yeah. he's you know he's not he's not hitting a cut, where he's he's clogging in the lane when somebody else is cutting. All that stuff it happens with a guy his age. They just. So they don't know who's going to show up yet with him. He's too in, he's too young and inconsistent for that. That that's talking, what that's what I think is happening. Are
0: you talking about on the defensive side of the ball or the offensive side? Well, both.
1: I think sometimes both. he loses his his defensive. He starts fouling. He loses his guys. He mm-hmm. uh, and then on the offensive end, he's not still doesn't know how to react properly to a you know an improvisational game that the Warriors play. So he can be, he can just be in the wrong spot at the wrong time. He doesn't get any rebounds. You know, he's got. He can jump out of the gym, and he still can't figure out how to rebound. So that's a big deal. You
0: know? Sounds like some player development issues there, little coach I mean, He's been there a few years now. I mean, uh...
1: yeah, but a lot of it is too playing on a championship team. You don't get enough playing time. No, no amount of practice is going to give you that. If You're on a bad team and you're his age, then you play all the time. Yeah, so in the regular
0: season, he he, he was a regular good. mainstay in the rotation. It just seems like in the playoffs, he just
1: yeah, yeah, they it's just true.
0: Vanquish him,
1: yeah. I yeah. told the Donald the other day I'd play for a free Chalupa. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, I don't know, and just not interested. So, you know, their loss. <laughs>
0: Oh, like have, have you seen Old Foil recently? Or? Yeah,
1: yeah, I've seen him recently. That's a couple times. Yeah.
0: Okay. He's still going up to the gym. Still so. doing the
1: gym. Still doing the racquetball.
0: And, oh, good, good, yeah, good.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's doing it. It's very cool.
0: Okay. So, worst case scenario, we're gonna start with that Warriors lose tonight. Who's, oh man. Who's who's coming back? Who's leaving?
1: That is a really good question. Uh, I. That's. You know, that's it could be Draymond and Clay both leaving. Really? Yeah, I think so. If Clay is asking for the max again.
0: Ooh, yeah, I read that.
1: But I think they should trade pool. They should have never given him that kid that money.
0: Well, that was a $140 million punch. You know that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. (laughs) But that money, and I think Wiseman, I, I still think it was a mistake to get rid of him. Could have been clogging the middle right now.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I I think I think Lakub got overridden by Myers and Kerr, and I think they're probably. My guess is there's friction in the house uh-huh. around that stuff, and and putting the all of this uh, money into to pool.
0: Well, like I said, it's a $140 million dollar punch. They did it to keep them quiet. They didn't want them doing the Andre Iguodala like he did when he left a couple of years ago, telling all the and uh, this stuff, so they gave him $140 million and told him to swallow his pride. Oh,
1: I don't know. Boy, Draymond, he's a piece of work, isn't he? But he played great last game. He was yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah, Draymond guy, gives you 20, men. The, the pigs are falling out the sky, huh?
1: He's just, he's such a wild man. He's amazing. A Brilliant ball player. I mean, on one hand, you know, I just hate the guy. On the other hand, I just completely admire him. You no, know, he's got it both going on.
0: You think Clay's deserving of another uh, max contract?
1: No, I do not. You?
0: No, <laughs> I'm asking you. I mean, you, you more no. Warriors to be? I, 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 no, I, I don't.
1: I don't think so. I, I don't see how you can do that. I, I, I can't even. You know, this whole thing—half a million dollars in penalty, half a billion payroll. I mean, Jesus! I mean, that's—I don't understand any of this. It's just crazy.
0: Well, if you had to choose between giving Draymond a max or Clay or max, who who gets the max?
1: Neither one. <laughs> it's time to retool.
0: It's time to retool,
1: huh? Well, you can't. They're not going to pay that kind. I mean, to pay that kind of money to those guys, I don't. I don't know if Draymond's got another year in him like this. Mm-hmm. And Clay sure ain't can't defend like he used to.
0: Yeah, that is true. He, and his shot
1: tough... comes and goes like crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah so. that is true. Yeah, he he's he's definitely missing a few steps there. I and mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough decision. I mean, they they still want to put butts in the seats. So.
1: Yeah, that's not my problem.
0: Yeah, that's just true.
1: I'm not going to see Metallica. I don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Metallica, they still jamming out.
1: They play at the Chase Center all the time.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: I've never, I don't. It's, <laughs> I don't know what they are. Just such a <laughs> stupid name, Metallica. I love the names of bands, you know. But,
0: but best case scenario, the Warriors win. It goes back to Game Seven.
1: Right, then they uh, win.
0: Yeah. Then it's the Warriors against Denver. So what are your thoughts on that potential matchup?
1: Denver. No, I don't know. I mean, if the Warriors make it, they're fast enough and they can shoot well enough. I think they can beat Denver. Mm
0: -hmm. I think
1: they can beat anybody. Mm -hmm. They still have that ability.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean,
1: it's kind of really exciting. I mean, that last game, man, that was, some of it was just a work of art. Mm-hmm. When they get into those flows and the passing and hitting, I mean, cutting, and even though they weren't hitting, yeah, it was just great to watch. Same with, hey, wasn't the Sacramento series fun?
0: That was definitely a series within a series. Uh, it seemed like each game had its own personality. The Warriors went down 2 0, and won three straight, uh, sacked 1 1. I just think Sacramento just fell apart in game seven. I mean, Sabonis has really proved how soft he is in, in the middle. I mean Looney was just crushing on the offensive glass. Was that great or what? Yeah.
1: Looney's yeah. great. The guy I can't figure him out. He can't, you know, he couldn't jump over a candlestick, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like
0: and yet, but, he, but he's definitely found his niche and yeah. Uh, really? And and, and he's he he's a mainstay, like you said, on a championship team therefore They're going to keep him, and he's a likable guy. He doesn't demand the ball, and uh, he knows his role.
1: Yeah, they are the least athletic team. No, it's incredible.
0: I Thought that was Jokic was the least athletic. Well,
1: I mean Curry. Curry's not fast. He can't jump. He can't. He's not fast. He's not tall. No, he's just better than everybody else.
0: Yeah, he he's a hard worker. I mean, he he he's definitely come a long way since I shook his hand on the bar. You did, yeah. I showed you that picture a thousand times with old Mark Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. So he's. I'm sure he doesn't ride the bar too much anymore.
1: Uh no. (laughs) We rode the bar the other night, and I don't think I'm going to ride the bar too much anymore either.
0: Is it getting better or
1: worse? It's just crazy. Oh, my goodness. I mean, there's some kind of new drug on the street uh-huh. that makes people aggressive and people have been getting, a guy uh, kind of attacked us on the street in San Francisco we went in Jeez! and I just, he came right up to he touched Helen he, we were it's a group of people, he came up to somebody else, we're waiting at a light you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then he came right up to me and I just put my hand on the show and said, you're okay, it's alright yeah. and he backed off I thought we were fine. We went to the symphony. We get in the symphony, and this Russian guy in front of me starts, I had my legs crossed. He says, Your foot is by my, my wife's head. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay. So I moved my foot. I said to him, Hey, you know, all you had to do was say something. I'd move it. It's okay. And he just stuck his program in my face and started going all Putin on me. <laughs> and uh, Latimer, back off, Latimer. Anyway, we moved. It was just crazy, crazy stuff. Well, I'm
0: glad you were able to defuse the situation. <laughs> yeah, me too. Without, without putting the guy, without putting the guy in the hospital.
1: Really? <laughs> like me, I'd be the guy in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are you taping the game tonight? Or are you watching it
1: live? I, yeah, now I'm, we're going to go see some performance stuff that's going to be awful. So I'm taping it.
0: Where's the performance
1: at? Uh, some little uh, space in Richmond. It's Ooh. A, It's a um. It's this visual artist we worked with. His, his, there's all these like apps. We're looking for maybe a visual artist, so we're going to go there and check them out. Oh, okay. But I I. I you know, it's it's white people acting comatose. and uh, you know, like they're
0: <laughs> every day, every day, every day white people. That's what
1: you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> to here in this part of the world, it's amazing how unhappy they are, and yeah, yeah. and they're just these dowel, dour. It's weird. It's weird.
0: Yeah, you guys have an interesting dichotomy out there in the Bay Area that uh, makes me scratch my head from time to time. But yes. it's all good. Yeah. What times? What times the performance tonight? Eight thirty. Oh, okay. Well, you got yeah. time to, go to the practice range, shoot some targets, get your cowboy vest. <laughs> you did say it's in Richmond, right? So yes. you better be. You better be prepared.
1: You know, we'll go uh, beat up some heterosexuals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I appreciate you being on with the Real Talk with AJ podcast. You got any closing comments for the viewers or anything you want to shed some light on before we wrap up today's episode, sir?
1: I, I share light on nothing, Tony.
0: <laughs> no. No light at all. Stop being so self deprecating I can't man.
1: even spell the word.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother.
0: Well, thanks for being on. I tell Helen I said hello. Congratulations to your daughter and that you guys have a good weekend. And I'll see you soon on a Real Talk with AJ podcast. All right, man. Cheers.